I'm Frank Andorka, Editorial Director of Solar Power World Magazine. Welcome to another edition of Solar Speaks, Solar Power World's podcast series that gives you the opportunity to hear from the industry's biggest newsmakers in their own words. Today we're talking with Adrian DeLuca, Vice President of Sales and Marketing, and Michael Herzig, CEO of Locus Energy, a Hoboken, New Jersey-based solar monitoring company. At a recent conference, I heard MJ Shaw of GTM Research say the expected growth in residential solar will be four times its current level by 2017. What this means is that there will be fewer and fewer individual installations and more and more need for fleet management level monitoring for companies managing huge numbers of installations. Adrian and Michael agree to dissect this coming solar boom and the role monitoring will play in its evolution. Adrian, Michael? Thanks for having us. First of all, what do you think of MJ Shaw's prediction? Are we going to see uh, such an incredible boom of installations over the next three years? And are there any risks to growing that quickly? I definitely think that we are going to see this kind of growth. Uh, the growth that we've seen so far has been phenomenal, uh, but it's only accelerating from here given all of the trends in the market, including securitization um, as well as rapidly declining costs. Um, but with any sort of growth, there certainly are challenges, as you alluded to. Um, and we look at this uh, really falling into three main areas. Um, the first challenge uh, throughout the value chain is to lower costs. And we at Locus are very active assisting our partners in doing this. Uh, and some of these costs aren't just the upfront fixed costs. Some of them are actually operating the system over time. Uh, we recently launched a product, the Elgate 120, which is a cellular-enabled smart meter, um, and this helps lower long-term costs uh, by utilizing low-cost cellular network um, and also enabling over-the-air updates. Um, so handling a large fleet in this way when you're not dependent on the homeowner's um, Ethernet system is definitely very important. Uh, one of the other challenges is making sense of the large amounts of data uh, that are coming in. Uh, managing individual systems, a small fleet, uh, is much, much less of an issue than once you get to 1,000, 5,000, 10,000, even 20,000 systems. Some of the entities out there um, are well beyond this um, because it's very important to know what's up, what's not down uh, in terms of the system performing, and also is it performing as it should be which actually gets to the third area, uh, which is analytics. You know, how do you make sense not just of the data that's coming in, but how do you turn it into inter information um, so that you can create watch lists of systems um, to basically better uh, determine what's performing as it should be with an asset that's as variable as uh, sunshine. Well, I'm glad to hear that the industry that you're expecting the industry to grow as MJ Shaw uh, suggested with that kind of expansion how can you even gather data from that many installations let alone process it as I was mentioning before uh, moving to cellular is one of the ways that we can uh, better get it but uh, this requires a very scalable backend um, so Locus monitors over 30,000 installations mostly in North America uh, there were about 140,000 solar installations deployed last year, and about 15,000 of them uh, we monitor. Um, so it's uh, both acquiring the data, you know, either through Ethernet, bot call, or cellular, um, and then managing that input. 
but I, I believe that we uh, do anywhere from 120 to 500 daily transactions per second across this distributed fleet of, of systems. Um, so really having that ability to scale um, and just handle all these new systems that are coming online every day is really critical to, uh, to supporting this growth. Yeah, just to add to that, um, you know, a lot of attention is focused uh, within monitoring on the front end, right? So what, what does the screen look like? How is the data being presented? How are you solving the user's problems? But as Mike was alluding to, it's not just that, it's, it's the back end infrastructure which underpins all of that. Um, and unless you're planning to, to grow and, and be prepared for this 4x boom that we're expecting, that front end, as snazzy as it might be, uh, really won't carry the day. You've got to put the work in and, and make the investments to, to have a very sound infrastructure uh, and be ready for all of that additional data. What do you think are the key metrics that should be monitored in companies with huge fleets? Sure. Um, well, they're, they're always the core values that we're, we're, any, any group managing performance data is going to look for. This would be things like energy, kilowatt hours, power, voltage, amperage. Um, in some circumstances, it would be nice to get uh, a little bit deeper in terms of that meter data, power factor, frequency. Uh, phase by phase values, things like that. Um, that's definitely, um, I think, the, the baseline. But as the industry scales and as fleet operators want um, a, a, a more uh, nuanced understanding of how their systems are performing, I would say it really breaks down into two pieces. Uh, that's a weather adjusted performance ratio. So rather than just simply comparing what was actually produced versus what was expected to be produced um, in the, in the as built model. Um, you want to look at those based on how the, the sun actually was shining in these given locations. Uh, and this is a challenge for the residential sector because measuring sunlight on a site-by-site -site basis is an expensive proposition. So I think the industry is going to increasingly look towards satellite-based radiance models to help do that weather-adjusted performance ratio. The second piece, uh, again, as, as the fleets grow, uh, O&M will be a challenge in keeping those costs down um, will always be sort of top of mind for these groups. And so with that, it's not just the, the meter data, the revenue rate uh, production of the system, but also more granular information coming from the inverters themselves. Most importantly, these would be status and fault codes. So when, when an operator sees an issue uh, through the website, or it's not just guessing as to what that problem might be and, and rolling a truck just to discover what the problem is. If you're getting that additional layer of fault codes from the inverter directly, uh, you, you save yourself some time and having to, to send people out just to diagnose a problem or already know what it is remotely and can make a decision if you want to go out and address that issue. So whether just their performance ratios and, and then say hardware drug fault code can be very important going forward. Okay, so now you have all this data collected. How on earth do you start sifting through it to get the critical information you need to know um, about the systems that you're managing and how they're performing? Well, I think the, the, the industry, um, you know, we've seen some, some very uh, important analogies from, from other business lines. Um, and, and you think about uh, how, how sales forces are managed uh, and the types of business intelligence tools that companies are using to manage those efforts, CRM, ERP systems. Um, and I think solar companies are increasingly looking at that kind of model and saying, we want that to help us understand all of this data, 
all of this very varied data. It's not just the amount of the data, but it's how varied it is coming from different inverters, different panels, different service providers. Um, and so I think what they're going to want is the ability to organize that data very quickly. Uh, these would be role-based sets of filters so they can slice and dice this data, for instance, being able to isolate uh, SMA inverters installed in the last two years in the state of New Jersey. Um, those kinds of quick uh, software-based filtering systems and then pulling all that into a dashboard really makes managing that big data set much easier. I, I've heard a rumor uh, that Locust Energy can process data from 30,000 installations every five minutes. That has to be a misprint. Can you talk to me about that? It's, it's not a rumor. Um, we're actually at about 35,000 installations uh, right now with 400 megawatts of installed capacity. Um, that number uh, more than doubled year over year from last year and almost tripled the year from the year before. Um, and looking forward to the end of 2014, that 35,000 numbers was expected to double as well. So, tremendous year. Mike mentioned a little bit about the number of transactions that we process per second. Um, that's increasing at a very quick rate. Um, and not just what we're doing internally for our own system, but also the data that we're serving to third parties. Uh, a very big component to all of this is openness when it comes to a data platform, bringing data in from multiple places and allowing your customers to take that data and do other things with it. So we have a very robust external API that allows our customers to interface with things like salesforce.com or public-facing kiosk sites. And we're now serving millions of API requests through that external connection. Uh, and that's expected to grow very rapidly. Can you explain API? I, I'm not familiar with the term, and I don't know how many of my listeners are familiar with it. So an API is, is effectively a translation layer that allows one computer system to talk to another. And so if you think about They're collecting tons and tons of data, and, and their products are very popular. Um, when you have a big fleet manager who's incorporating not just end phase but many other types of data, you want to be able to roll all that up into one unified view. That's how you start to see the, 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 the streamlining and savings of web operation. So we, uh, as an example, can talk to customers and exchange data between their side and our side to, to make that roll-up possible. You get all this, you're monitoring um, all of this data. How do monitors not find themselves horribly overwhelmed by getting that much information? Set and usability. Um, and if you have you know, too much, 
Adrian, Michael, thanks so much for your time this morning. We've been speaking with Adrian DeLuca, Vice President of Sales and Marketing, and Michael Herzig, CEO of Locus Energy, about the importance of monitoring as the solar industry continues to boom in the United States. This has been Solar Speaks, Solar Power World Magazine's podcast series that gives you the opportunity to hear from the industry's biggest newsmakers in their own words. I'm Frank Andorka, Editorial Director of Solar Power World Magazine. Until next time.